Welcome to Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. This broadcast will challenge and encourage God's people to seek revival. We pray you'll be blessed as you listen to Striving for Revival. Welcome to the Striving for Revival radio broadcast. This is Evangelist Justin Cooper coming to you today from somewhere along the Revival Trail. My, what a privilege it is to have you join us for the broadcast today. And what an honor is mine to take the King James Bible and to share with you some eternal truth from the very Word of God. I hope you're having a great day today. I hope that you've been spending some time on your own, studying your Bible, spend some time in prayer, seeking the face of God. And let me challenge you, get in your secret place every day. I preached a message not long ago on dwelling in the secret place. And, you know, the secret place, there's limited exposure But the opportunity is unlimited as far as Christians go. All of us who are saved have the opportunity to enter into the secret place. But it's limited in as far as not everybody will desire nor hunger for that. It takes some sacrifice. It will take uh, some seeking. It'll take a need. It'll take a drive inside of your soul to say, you know what? I won't march in there uh, pridefully. I will crawl humbly across that threshold, die to self, and just get the feet of my Savior and spend some time in His presence. And I said this, I think the public scandal of Christianity is due to the private failure of Christianity. We have majored on public platform, and we have failed in the private place. And Christianity in public is only as effective as Christianity in private. You and I need to have a spot where we can get alone. There is a place of quiet rest near to the heart of God, sweet hour of prayer. All those old hymns, they talk about dwelling with God, and He walks with me, and He talks with me, and the joy that we share as we tarry there and another has ever known. I think about Mary at Jesus' feet. All throughout her life, the scripture record of Mary, she's at Jesus' feet. I think about Ruth entering into the threshing floor. She lies down at Jesus' feet, and you and I as well need to find ourselves at the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where we need to be. That's where we belong. And as a Christian, that's where the good things come from. You get what you need to get from God by getting into the secret place. Now, we've been studying in Genesis chapter number four, and really we're done with it, although I do want to make some comment today, and you'll see there's some things going on at the time of my recording of this broadcast, and this is relevant to what we see today. Now, when I'm standing here behind this microphone recording, it is 2023. You might hear this uh, down the road as it's replayed for the years to come, but right now there is conflict in the Middle East. There are bombs being dropped. Uh, Really, it started with a terrorist organization, uh, a bunch of Gentiles, Hamas, and Muslims, really. And they attacked Israel. And you know Israel, that little strip of ground there, those Jewish people in a promised place, uh, every nation around Israel is against them. Even those that would posture and act as though they are allied to Israel, really, they are against Israel. But isn't it interesting, that little strip of ground over there, with all of the enemies surrounding it, it still stands. Well, that conflict has been going on since what we read about here in Genesis 3 and then Genesis 4. In Genesis 3, God made the promise that there would be a seed of the serpent and a seed of the woman. And ever since that moment, there has been a conflict between righteousness and unrighteousness, good and evil. Really, the forces anti-God against the people of God. 
in Genesis chapter number 4, Adam and Eve uh, are united as husband and wife ought to be, and there is fruit that comes forth. They have children, Cain and Abel. And we can see the godly line, and we can see this ungodly line. Cain rises up, and he kills Abel. Now, in the scheme of things, in the immediate context, that's a family tragedy. But in the eschatological context, in the prophetic context, that is uh, that is a theological tragedy. Because what is the attempt, anyway, of what is happening here is Satan is trying to snuff out the godly line. He raises up Cain. You can see it. Cain's a murderer. The Bible said the devil is a murderer from the beginning. And Cain's a murderer. And you find that Cain kills his brother. And it would look like, from human perspective, that godly line is cut out. But God has promised in Genesis 3 that seed of the woman shall prevail. And I want you to know that. It looks like as you watch the news today and you see what's going on there in the Middle East, it looks like the people of God, you know, they're greatly outnumbered and it looks like uh, the things are kind of one-sided. But I want you to know God is going to protect his people. Israel is still the apple of God's eye. And that is still God's physical nation, God's physical people. Now in this dispensation, we are in the church age. God is calling out a bride of people unto himself, Jew and Gentile, all alike. But God is not done. With Israel, the church has not replaced Israel. There'll be a rapture that could happen any moment. In fact, I think it's closer than we realize that we'll get out of this place. But after that, God again will begin to judge the nations and he'll be dealing with his people, the times of Jacob's trouble. And one of these days, God will overthrow all of those Gentile kingdoms, all of those enemies of Israel. And he will rule and reign the millennial kingdom and then there'll be a final battle. But listen, God's people are going to triumph in this thing. All right, and, But here's what happens in Genesis chapter 4. The devil thinks he's snuffed out, that godly line, but God blesses again. In verse 25, And Adam knew his wife again. She bare a son and called his name Seth. For God said, She hath appointed me another seed instead of Abel, whom Cain slew. And to Seth, to him also there was born a son, and he called his name Enos. Then began men to call upon the name of the Lord. So we can see it here, how that God is preserving his people. I've been studying in my personal Bible study, and I've been looking in the book of Isaiah, and it's amazing how Isaiah is so relevant, you know, to the time that we're in right now. As we see the things that are happening uh, in the Middle East, the Bible talks about some things here in Isaiah. In that day, you'll find that phrase over and over again, in that day, in that day. And what it talks about is the day of the Lord. We're talking about uh, the battle of Armageddon. We're talking about that time when the King of Kings and Lord of Lords will come and he'll be riding that white horse. His vestures dipped in blood. Uh, his name is faithful and true. He's called the Word of God. He's the first and the last and he's going to smite the nations with the word of his mouth. The blood will rise up uh, to the uh, horse's bridle. That day is coming. Here's what it says in Isaiah 40. The voice of him that cried in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Every valley shall be exalted, and every mountain and hill shall be made low, and the crooked shall be made straight, and the rough places plain, and the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. That is the second coming. Every eye shall see him. In the rapture, it will be almost like a thief in the night. You won't see that take place. The lost world won't have a clue. But at the second coming, Jesus will come with many crowns upon his head, crowns that we lay at his feet at the judgment seat there in the marriage supper. He'll come back, thank God, and every eye shall 
see him. And Jesus is coming back. Now think about it. The Bible says in verse 12, Who hath measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, and meted out heaven with the span, and comprehend the dust of earth in a measure, and weighed those mountains in scales, and the hills in a balance. Who hath directed the Spirit of the Lord, or being his counselor, hath taught him with whom took he counsel, and who instructed him, and taught him in the path of judgment, and taught him knowledge, and showed him the way of understanding. Verse 18, To whom then will you liken God, or what likeness will you compare him to? He is the one. He's the great of his might, for that he is strong in power. Not one faileth. Verse 28, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. There's some great text right here. Here's God's promise to Israel. He said, When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue faileth for thirst, I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and hide places and fountains in the midst of the valleys and i'll make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water i'm thinking about israel and what we see happening in the middle east but i want god's enemies to know that jesus wins in the end we can read that there in the book of revelation all of these things that are taking place now the devil's been after that promised seed since the very beginning and he's after it today but I'll tell you this, that old serpent, his head was smashed at Calvary. And God's people are on the winning side. One of these days, the Lord's coming back and every wrong thing will be made right. Every crooked thing will be made straight. And before all that takes place, hey, church, you and I are getting out of here in the rapture. We'll be able to watch all this from heaven, then ride back on a white horse, riding a shotgun with Jesus, and watch as he takes over and reigns and rules as king of kings. That's an exciting thing to think about. I'm not discouraged. I'm looking up. My redemption's drawing nigh. That's all the time we have for today. Pray with me for revival. Thank you for joining us today for Striving for Revival with Justin Cooper. Listen at this time every weekday as we strive for revival.